How are you? Alright, here we go. Hey, this is David. And this is Dean. And you are listening to our Full of Maloney podcast. In this episode, we are going to share with you our survival kit to the new Epic Games Fortnite. It was released in 2017. It's free, which is awesome, so if you haven't downloaded it, just do it. There's no excuses. Now, Dean, we've been playing this game so much. We've been obsessed with it. Lost a little bit of sleep. Lost a lot of sleep. Yep. Uh, every day we get home from work, we get home from school, you know, we just hop right on. And, you know, we found some success while playing it. We've each won multiple rounds of solo, and me and you have actually had the opportunity to play together a few times. Yeah, I think, what, we have three wins total? Three wins, duo? yep, yep. And we also have that badass armor, you know, like that knight armor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, you viewers know what you're talking about. If you watch people win, they always have that knight armor. So make sure to get that, because we've been doing great with it ever since we've had it. Now, I've also played a little with squads. We don't play that too much. It's hard for me to find four reliable people. Uh, so I just stick with people I can trust, like Dean and myself. So that's why I play a lot of solo or just duo. So, Dean, we need to get into this. We need to show... Pe- this game is a big craze right now. Yeah. And people get frustrated when they don't win. So we're here to help. We got you. This is our survival kit, and we're going to start with some do's and don'ts. So, Dean, you are in the lobby. You hop on the party bus. Yep. We're in a game of Fortnite. What's the first thing we should do? Yeah, uh, I'm Fortnite, so the first thing you have to do is the bus follows a certain track. So once it goes over the map, it goes in a straight line, whatever direction it is, whether it's west to east, north to south, or southwest to northeast, it goes in one straight line, and it cuts the map in half, wherever it decides to go. So when you go to jump off that bus, what you want to do and be absolutely sure of is you don't jump and then land in the direct path of where that bus is going. Whether So follow that straight line. You don't want to be within a certain radius of that straight line, mainly because that's where the majority of people are going to go. It's a survival mode. It's not a let's see who can kill the most people mode. So step one, get somewhere secure and safe with ammo, with chest, and guns. So I'm also going to say that, yeah, you need to get away from the direct path of the bus, but don't go to somewhere that has a name. Do not go to Retail Row, Dusty Depot, Loot Lake. Those are places where people die. So you want to make sure that you are going to a house in the woods, a house on a cliff, yeah. somewhere that not it, it's not shown on the map. You want to find that place. You want to be secluded so you can have the time to build resources and get your guns and just be ready to go. So the next thing you got to do, Dean, you found your spot. Yeah, so the spot that you know has found... It's got guns, it's got chests, it's got ammo. So it's got your initial your initial things that are required for your survival the kit. The absolute must-haves. Yeah. Now wait till the, now hold that position and wait till the storm forms. You want to be in a defensible position until you know what your next move is going to be. You don't want to you know, exert yourself or make yourself your presence known really yet. You're still in the beginning stages. You're still surviving. So hold that defensible position until you see where the storm takes you. You need to see that safety circle be visible on the map before you move. Right. So I also want to say, here's a don't. Don't pick a battle that doesn't need to be fought. Give an example. So, yeah, if you're in a defensive position and you're set up and waiting for that storm to form to see where you have to go, or if you have to stay right where you are, you don't. if there's 70 people left, 
You don't need to kill that guy running next to your house. You know, the biggest mistake that I see people make when I watch people, when I play with people, or even when they come at me and attack me in the game, they're in their defensible position, whether it's in a house, in an attic, and they see another player run by the house, and then they'll open fire, and it's super hard to hit a moving target when you're, I don't know, 50 yards away. So as soon as you hit that, you fire that first shot, those people and anybody else in that area knows exactly where you are, and now you're a target. Yeah, like I said, if there's 70 people, don't give your position away. Stay calm, stick to your defensive position, let them go by, let someone else kill them. Save your ammo, save your health for when you're down to the top 20, top 15, and so on. Right. Alright, so now we see where the circles form. Let's say, let's say the circle forms across the map from you. What do you think you should do? Yeah, so if the circle is away from you, so there's different things. Circle could be right on top of you, it can be away from you. In this scenario, if it's away from you, you got to slowly and methodically pursue that circle, um, and you don't want to rush it, right? So you want to use the natural barriers that the map offers. You want to use the ridges for cover, uh, hide behind the rocks and the trees and other buildings there to limit your exposure. Uh, and then what I like to do is when you, you you keep the storm on the edge of your back the entire time. Let the storm push you in. Don't outrun the storm. Let the storm guide you in. And then once you're in there, hover around the perimeter of the safety circle. That's, again, where the least amount of people are. This is a survival game, not an elimination game. And that's what you need to do. Yeah, I'm going to tell you the most frustrating way to die in Fortnite is someone coming from behind you. You don't even see them. And they just kill you, right? So when you're moving into the circle, take your time. Don't rush. You got, what, three minutes to work with? Yeah. You don't need to sprint to that circle and have people come behind you in different ways. You want to make sure, you know, the back or the back of the storm is a natural cover to your back. Yep, nobody's going to be coming from there. No one can dead. come. And even if they do come, their health is going to be depleted. So I like the chances there of keeping that storm behind you, and I mean right behind you. Mm -hmm. Like if you back up, you'd be in the storm. Right. Almost. You know, Having that coverage on your back is good because you don't have to keep turning around. You can just get into that circle. So now let's look at this scenario. What if that defensive position you found starts off in the circle? What if you get lucky like that? Yeah, so you're in the circle. So keep in mind that people are people need to migrate to this circle. They need, they're going to survive as well, so they need to be in this circle. So you need to start to fortify. So when you're in that defensible position and you find that location, step one and two, a part of that with the chest, the ammo, and the guns, you also have to collect your resources. Do a nice ratio between wood, brick, and steel. They're all important for all different reasons. Um, so make sure you begin to fortify. And then once you have your fortification, you need to make that fortification with the understanding of where people are going to be flowing in. For example, if you're in the middle of a circle and you have uh, a really direct route from Pleasant Park to where you are, you know that those Pleasant Parks, Greasy Grove are all populated areas, so that's where the majority of the traffic flow is going to be. So you can expect people to, to cross into the safety zone via that channel. So make sure you, whether you have a sniper, make sure you put that sniper window on that side. And just be cautious of where the, tra the general traffic flow will be occurring at all times. A big mistake I see people make when they shelter down, they fortify in a defensive position, is they create a shelter that is so easy to tear down just by blowing out the bottom yeah because once you blow at the bottom and your shelter's floating floating it's all going to deplete and if you're high enough that fall to the ground is going to kill you so what i like to do is i like to set up a foundation say it's four by four walls right then you go a little bit outside of that set up more sets of walls set up a six by six wall surrounding it go out set up an eight by eight wall 
You know, make make layers. Make sure people have to go through three sets of walls in order to get to your foundation. Because by that time, by that time, you're going to see the people that are trying to get to your sh shelter. You're going to see the people shooting. You're going to hear them. You're going to see them try and take it down. You can see them, and you can attack them if you need to. So when people build their lairs, do they need to do steel outside, brick inside, wood inside, or reverse, or foundation, all steel, st sturdy on the foundation, and then you build up, and then you go weaker in the quality of your fortification? Yeah, if you have enough steel, use it. I mean, the steel obviously is the strongest. It takes the most to take down. Right. I would save your wood for the stairs inside, the roof even, the ceiling. Um, but yeah, utilize the steel if you can. Brick is also good. But yeah, obviously steel, it gives you more time to see the people trying to take down your shelter. And you can defend your shelter and take out those people. Go out, rebuild it. You know, if you have to do wood, still do it. Because you can still use that wood and buy time to see people. Because that's the biggest that's part important. here. If We're you're, surviving. If you're in a defensive position, you need to be able to defend Right? right? So you want to be able to defend that shelter, and buying time is a great way to do it. Perfect. Now, the thing that I love about this game is that it doesn't allow a person with superior building skills to just build the, the most outrageous castle or fort because of the storm constantly shrinking and the safety zone constantly getting smaller and smaller. So you're going to build this layered, multi-layered fortification that David said, and because you're a survivor... You're going to last, so therefore your fortification is going to be deemed, I guess, not, not valid anymore because it's going to be outside into the storm. So what you need to do and what's going to differentiate a 10-place finish versus a, a solo victory is you need to be get to that small circle efficiently and then establish the high ground. You need to be able to survey where people are. When the circle gets small enough, you'll be able to know and have a good layout of the land, so you need to get that high ground to see exactly what's going on at all times yeah again i just want to reiterate the point of the the person that wins this game isn't the person that has the most kills at the end of it the person that wins this game is the person that survives you can't kill something that you don't see so if you're at a high ground if you have a good fortified shelter then you're going to be able to see everything you're going to be able to get that kill but also don't be a killer just to be a killer you have to be a survivor you know don't go out of your way to kill someone unless they are a direct threat to you. So if you have the high ground and you can see everything that's going on around you, people need to do a lot. And it takes a lot to get up that mountain and get to you to kill you in order to win the game. And that's just the bottom line. So if, you're, if you have the highest shelter on the highest point, the chances of you winning a lot greater than if you had no shelter and you had to go get that guy in the high shelter. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it's all about survival. And that's the, that's the real basic survival kit that we have for you. Now, the reason we chose to do this topic is because it's so hot right now. I think Epic said they have about 30 million players it's playing insane. right now. So we actually got a lot of good feedback and preparation for this topic. And we actually had some questions sent to us to our email, fullofmaloney at gmail.com. So we wanted to share those questions and then provide you guys our expert advice into... Uh, Again, how to be a survivor, how to, how to last. So first question, and David, I'll let you you take this. Uh, what's your preferred loadout, especially as the game dwindles down? So if there's any guns that you should save towards the end or use up front, what, what should you have when you're approaching the tiniest circles? You know, this was actually a popular question because you can't, when it comes down to you and five other people, 
you can't beat someone with a pistol. I don't like the pistols in this game. You can't beat someone with a pistol. I don't like the burst assault rifle. What you need is at least a, you need a rocket launcher. You need a sniper and you need a shotgun that covers all ranges. Uh, the rocket launcher, because if somebody else has a shelter, take it down, you know, just take it down. Don't waste your time. The Increases your visibility too. Big yes, time. yes. And the sniper, you know, if you follow our steps and you have that high point, that sniper can help you see everything. Shotgun, if someone gets into your shelter, they can have fun if you're sitting there with a shotgun at the door. I think an important thing to make, you said the sniper, you'll be able to see everything. That doesn't mean you take anything down that you do see. It's important to know what's going on and not being the assassin. Pick your battles, Dean, exactly. Now, you also want to make sure you have shield, shield potions, and bandages. Because it's very rare that you'll get to the final five without having to confront anyone before that. So if anyone before that takes out some of your health or your shield, you need to be ready to restock at any time. If you can find one of the new cozy fireplaces, great, put it in your shelter. Why yeah. not, you know? So those are the must-haves, and that's, you know, when you get in the circle and you get down to it, you need those guns. A pistol will not do that for you. It just won't. Now, another question we had, are the Bush's costumes worth it? And I'm actually going to take this because I just used one for the first time uh, a couple days ago. And I absolutely hated it. So my short answer is no. Um, in this game, you, you're constantly moving. Of course, in the early stages of the of the competition, of the Battle Royale, you can establish that fortification. But the circle keeps on shrinking. So therefore, you need to continuously adapt. And there's no bigger like blow-up or giveaway than having a big, giant bush with flashing lights that's moving, which is you. So my our advice is to completely stay away from the, bushes, the bush costume. And only use if you're in, you know, complete necessity of it. There's people around you and you need an immediate kind of safe zone to rebuild, put on your bandages, drink your potion, etc. Other than that, completely stay away. Agree, yeah, David? Yeah, I. the only time a bush costume would be, you know, worth it is if you start off right in the middle of the circle, the circle continuously shrinks to you, and you plan on never moving at all in this game. Which, Dean, that's never going to happen. Right. So, yes, you're right. Avoid the bush costume. It's just not worth it. You become a moving target. Exactly. Number three. Should you go after a care package? Middle of the game, you see the bright red balloons drop down. Do you go after it? Yeah, I would, I, that's that one depends. Um, you shouldn't go out of your way. You should not risk your life. If it happens to fall right in front of you, if you're just that lucky, yeah, go after it. But if you follow our steps and you get the necessary resources and supplies before you go out into battle... You really shouldn't need that care package, so no, it's not worth dying over. Agreed, and I know personally, I'm a big fan of sniping, and when I get a, a visualization of a care package drop, I'm looking to see what dummy is going to go take it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eliminate them. If the shot's right, if the situation's right, don't always do it, but I always look out to see who, who's going to be that person to walk up to that care yeah, package. Yeah, I will say, my personal experience, care packages have served better as decoys for me you know draw other people in instead of me getting themselves that's how they've helped me more out personally perfect number four why do 75 percent of players jump off the party bus immediately <laughs> i want <laughs> i wonder what the actual percentage of that is but that is probably what more 80 percent like. yeah i never understand that when when the party bus goes and you look out the back of the bus you just see all of them drop 
And by the time we land, because we like to wait it out and find the best spot, by the time we land, you're down to 80, 75 people already just because of that all-out yeah, warfare. I, I would have to say, I guess, why they do it. I, I, We honestly can't answer that because I just don't agree with the theory of why you would, but it might just be they're going, they're, it's just a mad rush to the good guns. It must and be. And populate I, areas, though. So that's just increased competition from the very start, which drastically decreases your chances of success as being the sole survivor. But, sure, yeah, I don't know. All right. So, number five. This is actually the most thoughtful question that, that we got. And, David, I'll let you take a first stab at this. Um, so when you're starting, when you jump off the party bus, you you have your location somewhere without the main line of the party bus, a target area that you know has guns, ammo, and weapons. Now, when you jump off, you see a competitor that's slightly before you and going to land right before you uh, to the same spot that you're doing. So, in my option, you have three choices. Okay. You either try to beat them down there, race to the guns, an arms race. Two, you either let them go in, glide down to slow down your rate, and then see where they go and kind of go to where they can't see you. So, whether it's, you know, gliding behind a tree or on top of the roof where they have no idea where you are. Or three, you basically got to guess at the last second, change your direction, and hope that the new destination that you have to land at doesn't have three people there. So what do you do in that scenario? You're racing down with somebody at your desti- your destination. So that, you know, when that happens to me, I panic. I'm not going to lie. It's You don't want to start off that way. So we need to give them a plan for their survival kit. What do they do? So... When you think about the stereotypical Fortnite player, say you're going to a house, not a Pleasant Park type thing, but a house, you know, off next to a mountain. Say you're going there, and you happen to see someone land there first. The stereotypical player is going to raid that house and move on, right? So in that situation, you know, you could land on the roof, you could land just outside the house and hide until they leave, but you don't get resources that way. So with the stereotypical player, I would I would try to abort and just take your chances somewhere else. If you happen to go somewhere else and there's more people there, you have to wait it out at that next spot. I agree. So I would strongly advise not trying to beat them down there because you're just starting an immediate conflict. And even if you win that, you're already your health is depleted and you don't know who even else is behind you. So if you see any sign of competition, fail. When you set your initial marker to jump off the party bus, have a plan B. That's very important. So understand the surroundings. If there's a if there's a house that you're targeting, understand what's around that house and get your secondary and, and tertiary options uh, available to you at all times. So with now, that, be- I also want to say that say our podcast reaches every Fortnite player, right? Right. And everyone thinks we're geniuses, which and is the goal, our, which is true. Follows our survival kit. So if everyone follows our survival kit and people land in a house and you see that, what they should do is get resources and wait, right? So if they get resources and wait, you absolutely want to avoid that house. Right. Because if they wait until they see where their circle is and then try to move that, by that time you're rushing to the circle as well and you have absolutely no resources. So you you have to move. I mean... The reason we're telling you not to go to Greasy Grove or Pleasant Park or Flush Factory right in the beginning is because we want you to avoid confrontation. We don't want you to start with having to fight for your life. We want to save that for top 20, top 15, and so on. So avoid confrontation. It's just what you should do. Pick another spot. You know, if you happen to keep picking spots where people land, 
you just got to wait it out. I love it. So I want to thank our, our listeners and our fans for sending in those questions. Again, they send it in through email, which is fullofmaloney at gmail.com. We monitor that every day. So if you have anything from reviews uh, to suggestions to ideas, let us know, and, and we listen, and, and we'll, we'll get you incorporated. Or even if you want to be a guest a guest speaker, we, we, oh, we, yeah, can, phone we can you in. We can set that up. For, um, absolutely. So the, to end off... This special Fortnite edition podcast of our survival kit to being the ultimate survivor in Battle Royale. David, what's the craziest thing you saw in a game of Fortnite Battle Royale? The craziest thing I've I was seen. lighting it up a little bit. So I was actually on Facebook one night and I was watching a bunch of Fortnite videos because, again, it's taken away from my sleep. But uh, yeah, I was watching this one video. And I saw this, there was two people left. I saw the circle shrink to such an extreme amount that it was literally the size of the characters' heads. So you're thinking, if it's that small, how are there two people left? Someone's got to be outside that circle dying. Well, it turns out, we were watching it from, the video was shown from the person on the ground's perspective. And the person, a second person alive was all the way up, as high as you could be. He built a stairway to heaven and then a bridge across. So this is crazy. It's what do you do? Because if that guy in the ground looks up, if he looks directly up and tries to shoot it down, he's going to be outside the circle. So luckily, he found out, he saw the staircase form off the mountain far, far away. And from so far away, he shot the staircase down. And you just watch the domino effect. Each piece disappeared after that until the guy above him finally dropped. And it was funny, the guy above him dropped and tried to shoot him on the way down, missed completely, so the guy in the ground ended up winning. But if you didn't see that staircase, I don't know what you do. I don't know how you win that game. If you're the guy on top, I don't know how you win that game either. You just hope you fall and can shoot him as you're falling. Hey, it's all about surviving. If you notice, he didn't take a shot at him because he couldn't, so you had to be, I guess, innovative and find a different way to take him yeah, out. Yeah, That's what it's all about. It's he all thought about, about the situation thoroughly, and he... Like I said, he luckily found the staircase and was able to knock out his foundation. Yeah, so my story's not as fun as that. That's, like, that's super epic. This one's actually a personal story that happened to me. And the reason I can give you guys a survival kit is because I've done many dumb, stupid things and learned from my mistakes. So uh, it, was a, it was a game. I went to a mountain that did not have a house on it. I really didn't know the map. And I dropped down. There's a bunch of trees, and I got all the wood. Fantastic. Um, then the storm ended up the safety circle rather ended up being on the complete other side of the map and I had no ammo and I had to get going. So what I did was I built this massive bridge from mountain to mountain only to find out that the mountain that I was going to had to have, you know, three to four people with what appeared to be assault rifles and I just got obliterated. So I built a really cool bridge, probably the coolest bridge ever. I didn't get touched during the bridge, but as soon as I got off my bridge to my destination, my fate was met. So you successfully built a long bridge that wasn't shot down. Yeah. You weren't shot at. Nope. Not until you stepped off that bridge where you thought you were safe. It was it was probably the most <laughs> outstanding structure you'll ever see in the game. This bridge had to be like I, I guess like fifty panels long. But yeah, was this one of your earlier games it before was. you became it was. smart I, and developed your own survival kit? I, I did not know the map at all. So I would not have let you done that if we were playing <laughs> duo. No. All right. So I guess that wraps up our survival kit. You know, if you have any further questions, if you have any further tips or comments or reviews, 
you know, leave them, email us. You can also follow us and reach us on Twitter. It's at F.O. Maloney. Uh, we have the same Facebook page, at F.O. Maloney. Give us a like. You know, we really want to increase fan involvement. We got some nice questions here. So luckily we were able to do that with this uh, podcast. But we want to keep that going, and we want to hear from you guys just as much as you want to hear from us. So with that being said, let us know. Give us a follow. Reach out to us. Let's. I don't want this to just be us talking to you, you know? I want you guys to talk back and, like I said, in our introduction podcast, which if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Reach out to us. You can tell Dean he's wrong, and you can tell me I'm right. I just want to know. So, yeah, that's it for this episode, and we will see you next time.